Do you feel that in a time when we are more connected than ever, we are drifting away from real human connections, especially to ourselves? I do. Hi, I'm Leticia Latino, and I want to invite you to join me and my very inspiring guests in exploring ways to reconnect to your essence, to your definite purpose, to what makes you tick. Are you ready? Hello, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Back to Basics. I am excited today, and I know I start every episode saying that, but I have a recurring guest on the show today. I have Keith Trimmels, who was my episode 34, Living Life with Gusto, coming back on the show. Hello, Keith. How are you, Letitia? I'm super happy to have you on the show again. Oh, well, I'm 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 happy to be here. I'm looking forward to a great chat again. Well, you know, when we first met and we met through LinkedIn, people, you know, people that follow the podcast might know these or not. But, you know, we share so many stories. And I remember you say I can share so many teachable stories because you are someone that lives, you know, really life to its fullest. You do adventure, extreme sports. You are an entrepreneur. I mean, you have so much. And so since we met everybody out there back in episode 34, now we are in episode 70 something, we kept in touch and we kind of exchange ideas and thoughts and, and we check with each other, which I love, Keith. So thanks for keeping up. And recently we were talking about, you know, the identity crisis that that I think it's affecting a lot of people. And Keith shared with me, he heard my episode about rediscovering my why. And we were having so many interesting conversation topics and, and topics uh, of interest there that would say, let's come back on the show and let's talk about it. And I said, absolutely. It'd be a blast because any chance that uh, I get to chat with you is a good, a good time. So. Well, thank you. And by the way, this is a guy that spends half his a year uh, living on a boat. So <laughs> that's already a good conversation starter. How, how's that going? Are you on the boat right now? Or are you uh, on firm land? No, actually, in the in the Rocky Mountain West, uh, trying to uh, hoping hoping the smoke clears so that we can get some hang gliding in before the snow starts falling, and uh, and then uh, head back to the boat and uh, spend a little time there. As as I say, the more I move, the harder it is for for people to catch me. And, and uh, <laughs> if the if the authorities are listening, you know, you yeah. stay one step ahead of. So. <laughs> well, but that has you talking with a lot of people. And I know that we were saying, you know, these COVID times are hard for everybody. So one of the purposes uh, of the of the podcast these days, I've had a little series co- called the COVID series where, you know, we get more in depth into what we're going to, how we're dealing with things. How how you've been dealing with these changing and trying times, Keith? It, it hasn't actually changed uh, the way I operate too much, it, it affected kind of how we live down in, uh, down in the, on the boat in Mexico. And the boat now is actually uh, up in California because I, I did a big sail trip up the coast of Baja this spring. But fortunately, I've been able to move around and I've been flying and traveling and it hasn't impacted my day-to-day operations. What it has impacted is some of my clients and, and the folks that I've been helping. And 
and uh, and I've I've seen some consistent themes throughout that. Mm, and 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 we were we were saying before that the people I, I don't think I felt like I went through an identity crisis, but I definitely felt that I needed to be more focused on my why and what I was doing thing, and that's why I did a whole episode on it. And and I'm so happy because really has kept me. Like if I wasn't that sailboat of yours, I, I knew I what my north was or what my direction was. And even when other things came to try to distract me, you know, it, it really gave me hope. So I know you, you've said that you had a lot of customers and even family members that, that you feel they're struggling with that. Yeah. And, and, um, and, and I think you you went uh, and I listened to that podcast, by the way, and this is kind of one of the things that started our our most recent thread of conversations where you had rediscovered your faith and and then rediscovered your why. And, and, um, and I, I, I think part of the the struggle that I've seen with some clients, um, and some family members, as, as you mentioned, is that when, when COVID hit most people, and, and there's, there's, there's some science behind this, but you know, everybody says, Hey, I'm, I'm Keith and this is who I am. And I'm this person and, and they define themselves or, or their identity. And one client that I have, uh, as an example, has owned a, a restaurant for almost 40 years. And, and so that was his identity as a restauranter. Although I would say that he also, he does some, he's done some incredible sailing and he's got a, another side business that, that we're working on. And, and I had a family member who saw herself as, as her, her, uh, as a mom and a grandma, as an aunt that I, I hadn't talked to in heck, probably, uh, you know, almost a decade. And, and, um, the, the thread is that, that I, that I've seen with, with folks that are struggling, particularly with the COVID situation and, and struggling at a, at a larger magnitude than most is, is that something has, has been lost or damaged and whether it's their business or their, their job or whatever, <clears throat> where they saw that as their identity and, the problem with that is that if is that if you if you accept and it's a, I think it's a false a false premise, but if you accept the premise that your identity is that is a single identity, then you're vulnerable to any damage to that identity. So if if there's if that identity falters or people question or you're not as perfect as as you thought you would be then it, it starts to cut to the core of who you are and you start questioning why you're even on the planet. And then you can start to question your why because you tend to see yourself as a as that single identity or, or one dimensional. And and I, I uh, sat through a, a presentation and, and chatted with a gentleman named Todd Herman uh, last fall. And he, he wrote a book called The Alter, uh, the Alter Ego. But um, Todd is a performance coach and he works with incredibly high-end athletes and actors and actresses in Hollywood and CEOs of large corporations in New York. He's based out of New York. But um, what he talks about is the science behind that is all wrong because we're actually multiple identities rather than a single identity. Hmm. That's very interesting because I, I, I haven't heard of him, but I definitely will uh, check out the book and put it on the show notes. But that that's exactly what I felt when I was redoing my my webpage or actually when I launched my webpage during COVID. It's like I don't feel that one role defines me 
And sometimes I feel alone in the thought because I find so many people, especially now that some of them have been laid up and laid off that speak about the company they work for. Like we do this, we do that, we do this, we do that. And I, it always hit me, right? And I don't know, because maybe I work for myself that I say, she speaks for the we like it's really hers, which is in a way a good thing. But then, you know, they kick you in the, you know what, when things are mm-hmm. not good. In COVID times, justifiable, but sometimes it's really for no reason. And then the we just disappears and then people don't know what to hold on to anymore. They lose their identity because their job is their identity. And and this is so to to give you one of the things that, that Todd talks about is think think about this. OK, think about an athlete and, and he's got a story about about Bo Jackson and Bo Jackson for anybody who doesn't know, was was a phenomenal athlete. He's the only athlete, I think, who was an all-pro in two major sports, in both NFL football and Major League Baseball. He's incredible. And he talks about a conversation he had with Bo Jackson backstage when they were, they were both doing a presentation. But think about it in these terms. If you're Tom Brady or pick your favorite athlete today, okay, or an actor, an actress, um, that you're... George Clooney or, or, or whoever, it doesn't much matter. But if your identity is the identity that's out there, as an example, uh, rather than the true you, which is a collection of a bunch of different things. So if, you know, George Clooney, sure, he's an actor, but I'm, you know, he's also a son, you know, to his mother and, you know, all those other things that, that, that we all are in our life. But if, but if your, if your sole identity is wrapped up in, in, let's just, let's just use, Tom Brady, who who went from New England down to Tampa Bay, if Tom Brady's entire identity is wrapped up in being a quarterback in the NFL, and he has three or four bad games, is he no longer worthwhile? Is he? I mean, if that's his purpose, if that's his why, and it's nothing else, it's there's not a collection of other things, then it's easy to become damaged when we don't perform at that level, whether it's because of our failings, uh, whether he has a bad game as a quarterback or whether he has nobody to throw the ball to and he has no receivers and he can't do what he's supposed to do, his his then self-worth, his why can become questioned if that's the sole purpose of his why. So what Todd talks about in this, in this um, in, when he does performance coaching with, with folks is that we are a collection of multiple identities and they, and they, they, this is not his term, but you basically, what he does is he, he tends to isolate that performance for, so for him, he's a performance coach and that requires, I mean, he's working with some very high end people and, and there's some very intense conversations that, that go on. Well, then he goes home and he's with his three kids. He can't, he can't have that level of intensity with three young children. I mean, it's just not going to work. He's got kids in kindergarten. So hmm. he has to to change his identity when he walks through that door and be the person that he wants to be for them. And there's that's not the totality of who he is, the that the the dad and the and the husband. And it's also not the totality of who he is as the business coach. The collection of all of them together is the totality of who he is. And what that does when you recognize that reality is it gives you the ability to withstand shots 
on any one of those identities. So if you're a business owner and your business has been shut down because of COVID, but you see the totality of your of your identity as part of it as a business owner, yes, but in your case, Letitia, you're also a mom, you're a wife, you're a boater, you're a mentor to other women, you're a pocket, you're all these things, podcaster and on and on, Getting, getting, taking a, a shot across the bow, if you will, on on a thing like a business, yeah, it's going to rock you, but it's not going to sink your boat because you're recognizing I've got all these other things that are also make up who I am. Does that make sense? Absolutely, and and you know, I think you you and I are always so aligned. That's why I, I enjoy our conversations. I just told my husband the other day, and I think you would appreciate. I mean, you would understand what I'm saying. I'm saying even for the audience that may some. Might get it, some not. But I told my husband the other day, I know that before I came into COVID as one thing and I'm going to get out of COVID as something else. Yeah, Be it's it's a metamorphosis, right? Like yeah, from a caterpillar to a butterfly. Because, But precisely because what you said, like, because the business world is so changed right now that we cannot be our usual business person, right? We're not out there in meetings. We're not out there at conference. So we're, we are handling business a little bit different. And in my opinion, it's also not as demanding. Of course, it's not as demanding as normally because I'm not even traveling when normally I travel a lot. So I've been able to work on some of the other identities as you're mentioning. Mm -hmm. So I, I've done my first public speaking engagements, like where I got paid. I told my husband, they want to pay me for this. I've never been paid for anything in terms of <laughs> speaking, you know? And so I realized that during COVID times, I'm really establishing other aspects of myself uh, just because I've given more attention. And I think that's like so powerful what you're saying, because we tend to give attention to one side, or maybe we have the different identities, but we don't bring them up. And we leave them down there and we just raise a few of them. Well, and, and some, sometimes the, what dominates is a, is a function of how we react to the environment around us at a given time, right? So the environment can kind of dictate what, what a part of our identity dominates. And sometimes it's our decision. But there's, a, there's another thing, and this was uh, brought up by conversation with my aunt that I was having. And we had it over... over uh, two different states, th three different conversations, two in person and, and, and one three plus hour conversation on the phone. And it was actually a kind of a concept that, that uh, my friend Dilsa had shared with me. And I know you chatted with her as well. And she's the, the first person that, that kind of articulated this to me in a way that it made sense was we have these different parts of our identity that make up our why as, as, as you and I have talked. Right. And so our why, which is our purpose, is comprised of the gifts that God has given us, um, the things that we're passionate about, the experiences that we've had. And everybody has a unique mix of, of those things, but there's not a single part of that. It's like a stew. There's different ingredients to that. And, and each of those ingredients are, are different pieces of our identity or, or different individual identities that, that aggregate together. And I was having this conversation with my aunt and, and, and it came up in the conversation where she said, you know, I, 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 I see myself as a, as a mom and grandma. And I said, wait a minute. I mean, I've known you my entire life, obviously. She's my godmother. And, and I said, I know you happen to be a school nurse and, and I can think of at least a dozen kids that I'm aware of that you, 
impacted their life in, in majorly large ways and you weren't their mother or their grandmother, you were a school nurse. That's part of your identity of, of what you did. And you also happen to be a, a wife and and all these other things. She's She used to do wedding cakes, these incredible, uh, beautiful um, cakes. And she, she paints these amazing paintings. It could be in a, any, any um, gallery anywhere in California. Those are all parts of her identity. It's not one thing. And as soon as I pointed that out to her, it was like the light bulb went off in her head. And I, I told her, I said, you know, one of the things that, that Ilsa shared with me is that it's not, not the idea of these multiple identities. That was something that, that kind of, I guess I inherently knew, but Todd Herman had articulated in a way that totally made sense. But it's that that the part of our the a, a sub identity, if you will, or an individual identity can become dominant, not only because of the circumstances of our life, and you know, whether we're doing it or whatever, it could be dictated, but it also tends to morph over time, I, you know, when we're when we're 12 years old, our identity is maybe as a student and a child, and and then maybe there's a time where that identity shifts to a, a spouse and a parent, and then you know maybe there's a, a time when when the major focus of that identity is as a business owner, and it could be between those two, or it could be after it, or simultaneously, and that that our life is is like a a giant story, a tapestry, right? And there's there's these individual chapters, and and the 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 part of our of our aggregated identity, the one maybe dominant part of our identity, may be different in chapter three than it is in chapter twenty three and chapter forty three, and and that's perfectly normal, and we should embrace it. Hmm. That's that's great. And so, did you? I'm wondering, did you give her any advice in terms of like how do we? How do we rediscover those identities or how do we connect with those identities or how do we bring it together? Well, what I told her is, is the first thing she needs to do is think about all the people that she's impacted. And it's, it kind of gets lost at me. I'll speak for myself. I tend to sweep it under the rug. I, you know, how we, how we met was through Kristen Seltzer and Kristen had made a comment you know, about how I had helped her. And I didn't even, you know, I was just talking with her. And, and if it wasn't for that, I would have not even, it would have not even resonated with me. I would have never even thought about it. I wouldn't have given it a second thought. The fact that Kristen mentioned it, it has, it, it did resonate. It came back to me. And then Kristen and I subsequently were doing work together for a client of, of mine. And it's just, it's absolutely delightful. So it's totally in enrich my life. So the, the first thing I would say is sit back and think about those, those people that you've helped. And, and one of the ways that, that you can do that is if you have a, a mentor of yours or a confidant or a spouse or a you know, good friend or whatever, ask them because it's often much easier for somebody, you know, we, t we tend to lose sight of the, the forest through the trees when we're looking at it through our eyes and somebody who just has an objective view or, you know, it's outside our own head can see it a little bit easier. And if you sit down and you make a list and that list is given to you by somebody or you sat, you know, you go through and make it up on your own and you, and you realize how many uh, different impacts that you've made, those are all clues to your identity. And they're also, as you found out, they're clues to your why and, and they, and they kind of point to where that next step is going to be. I mean, they're, they're, they're the little clues as you and I would say, 
it's the Holy Spirit talking to you to say, hey, look, you know, this is kind of what I what I need you to do. Right. And so I, I think when you do that and you see it visually, it becomes a lot easier to see the 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 picture in that's that's comprised of these individual puzzle pieces and it also helps increase your resiliency because you realize that not a single one of these things defines you so if that that single thing is is struggling you're struggling with it right now or maybe it's fading away that that's not necessarily a good or a bad thing because it's not the definition of who you are in its entirety yeah Good point. And, and I agree. I think, I think in times like these, people in that rediscovering, although it's very, very difficult, these are very difficult times, you actually discover what you're capable of. I already know several people that either, you know, my personal trainer started doing something else to make ends meet during the pandemic now, I don't think he's going back to training because he's realized that, oh, I can do this other thing and I'm, you know, I like it better or I'm making more money. It's strange how life works out. And sometimes, you know, we get disrupted when we don't, if we don't disrupt ourselves, we get disrupted by life. I'm a firm believer in that. And, and, and that's, it's, it's so critical because it's those things that, that allow us to see to to ex to explore discover rediscover those passions those things that bring us joy which all gather together to point us to our why you know that overall why and the why is not an identity as much as it is a purpose and that purpose is made up of these experiences these individual identities and 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 I, I totally agree with you that that if that if we don't consciously make an effort to shake ourselves up, if you will, or to you know shake off the barnacles, that life will do that for us. And and the reason is is because by by strengthening our understanding of our why, which is our increasing our knowledge of our of what what lights us up and 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 what identities that that we possess that's how we build our resiliency so that that as we move through this thing called life we become stronger and stronger and you know hopefully can translate that into a bigger and bigger impact and it doesn't mean your name necessarily up in lights but it could be that you're making a bigger impact you know in the people around you mm, yeah so that's that's at least I know what we're trying to do with the with the podcast is be hopeful you know and and, and try to create change and and I share on the episode, but through my through my why experiment, I say, you know, I I can I can maybe help someone make a change, a micro step towards something that they wanted to do, and with that little push, then you created a little ripple effect, and and it's very empowering, you know, to to hear. And you you mentioned Kristen is someone I still I'm in touch with people, amazing people I met through the podcast that. I would have not met otherwise. So those little things that happen, synchronicities, you know, in life, but you, you would never know unless you get the ball rolling. Exactly. You got, somebody's got to start, you know, somebody's got to push the rock down the hill so that it can gather some speed. Right. And, and, uh, we, we can either be the, the instigators of that rock or what's going to happen is gravity and a little bit of wind is going to push it and it's going to be outside of your control. And, 
And so one of the things that, that not that it's part of what I do with my clients, but it ends up happening this way that, that I've had this conversation with a couple different clients over the last three months is that, is that oftentimes as individuals, it's better if we regularly take time to, to, to do this deep thinking and, and it's hard work. It's not easy. You got to shut all the, the distractions of, of life, whether it's a television or a radio or kids or spouses or whatever. Um, you got to shut it down for a little bit. But to evaluate that why and 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 continue to, to strive towards it. And, and when you feel that that it might be time to shake some of those barnacles off to initiate it, because if you don't initiate it, it's going to be initiated for you. And then you're going to be reacting to the situation rather than kind of guiding it more in the direction that hopefully if you spent some time thinking about your why that you kind of, you know, know that you need to go. And, and, uh, as, as most people that I know have experienced over the last six months, this has been one giant experiment in, in having to do it. Because if you, if you can't leave your house for whatever reason, whether, you know, you're, you're concerned about your safety or whether you're being told you can't and you know, you've got to sit there and think about stuff. Um, there's only so much Netflix you can binge on and then you kind of run out of shows. There's a point at which, you know, I think we've all come face to face with that, that idea that, Hey, look, I, I need to figure out what I'm supposed to do on the other side of this or, you know, what I was put here to do or, you know, those sorts of questions. And those are the deep questions of life that, that often get lost when we get wrapped up in the day to day rush of, Hey, I got to get the kids to school or I got to get, uh, get to the office cause I got a staff meeting or whatever it is. So. Yeah. Well, it brings a interesting thought. Today's the first day that they were taping. This is the first day I took my kids to school to go in person. So that, that definitely is, um, you know, leaving aside all the mixed emotions you get, like, am I doing the right thing? Am I not doing the right thing? Because they could have kept going online, but then Okay, we decide they go. And then you also go through the motion of, okay, here it goes. My life is kind of starting to go back to a certain normal because I drop them off. And then I say, oh, let me go to the office where I live and, and we're very close. So I haven't been coming that much to the office. And, and then you think, okay, what? how do I want to start this? I don't want to start it to a point where it goes crazy as it was before COVID. Right. And exactly. I think a lot of us are, are dealing with that. It's, and, and, uh, and I've been saying it in every time I speak in speaking engagements. Do we have to really be very conscious and mindful of what do we want to bring with us in this post COVID life and what do is not serving us and we want to leave behind? And and to the extent that we can control that, that's great. A lot of those things we don't necessarily have control over. And I'll give you an example. I've got a, a friend here in town and. And uh, he was talking with the owner of Otterbox, and Otterbox is a it's a, a an associate of his, a, a friend, if you will. Um, Otterbox makes cases for iPhones and you know things like that, and they're a large multinational company. I mean, they got a global presence, but they're based out of Colorado. And Otterbox has an office, a building with three hundred employees. And and the owner of Otterbox was telling this friend of mine, Stephen, that because of COVID and the lockdown, everybody except for six employees was working from his from their home. Okay, so 
He had previously had his main headquarters with 300 employees, 294 of them are now working from home and six people are working in the office. And he said it was an interesting thing. He discovered their sales haven't suffered. Productivity hasn't suffered. They've been able to do this. So he was looking at it and he said, why are we sitting here holding on to this expensive real estate, paying all of the overhead of this real estate, the operations, the taxes, et cetera, when we're able to do the same thing and we could have an office that had 10 people in it rather than 300. And so he was looking at the possibility of liquidating that building or renting it or doing whatever, just making a business decision. Well, those 294 employees are now having to deal with something that they, it's not part of their decision-making process, right? So they may not have that luxury like you did of deciding, hey, do I want to do this or not? And they're going to have to adapt. And that's where it's even more important to step back and say, okay, what part of my overall identity is being an employee of Otterbox or, you know, if I'm a vice president or whatever that role is. And, and so it's, it, it takes a lot of work and it's a, it's a nonstop work. I mean, I, based on individuals that I've talked to who are in their nineties and, and pushing a hundred, if, if you're doing this, the, the work doesn't ever end until the game is over and, and they put you in a box in the ground because there's always lessons to learn and, 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 and striving to do to figure out that why. Absolutely. Absolutely. But if there's, um, a good time to like really think closely at all these things is now. So I'm very, very happy that, that we had this, this chat and this conversation and, 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 you know, as, as you talk, I already know the, the, the title of the episode not always comes to me, but it's the clues to our why. I love that, that you said that it needs to pay attention to those clues and, and, and understand them. So is there anything else, Keith? I mean, you have so much amazing insight that, that we already agreed I'm going to have, you're going to be my, <laughs> my, my recurring guest on, on all things, all subjects. You come and, and you share your view because I, I really like it. Anything else fun and exciting going on for you that, that you know, uh, despite the circumstances you, you've been able to do? Well, I'm looking at a clear sky out here in the Rocky Mountains today, so maybe we'll be able to get some hang gliding in here within the next week or so. And uh, got a client that's doing a launch on their uh, their new Bloody Mary mix, so that's all pretty exciting. We've got some exciting stuff coming up here, and uh, once we get all this done, it'll be time for me to take a little bit of time off and go hide in a mountain or hide on the boat for a little bit and and spend some time thinking because I haven't had a lot of time to do that in the last uh, couple months myself as we're running around. So. Well, it doesn't sound like that because you have a great insight, but you know, you, you made me think of something. When we started this chat, you said, well, not much has changed for me. And, um, you know, it's really now it's resonating because I see you as someone that has built his life around things you like and working hard. And you really have tried to to really build a, a life you enjoy. And so now you're saying, yeah, I'm working really hard for what it sounds, but now you're going to go do something fun. So you've been able to, to really mix, you know, the professional life with your personal life pretty well. Well, and I, <laughs> I can tell you that's, it's something I've been working towards for, oh gosh, probably over 40 years. And, and it's, you know, it's always a work in progress, but 
to the extent that you can can figure that out or at least you know hone in more closely on it not only does it give you more personal joy and satisfaction but for me it actually helps me do what i know i was put here to do and that's help other people achieve the things that that they want to do so whether it's you know my client who is doing this launching nationally relaunching his bloody mary mix online or whether it's uh, dealing with a client in australia re reimagine his his business and and regrow it uh, back up to eight figures from seven figures it allows me to do that if i take the time that balance to recharge my batteries because as we all know as you know as, as a parent it takes a lot of energy to to serve those that we're we're here to serve and and we got to be good to ourselves and recharge our own batteries along the way as well that's great wolf Thank you, Keith. I definitely recharge my batteries when I talk to you. You, you, you know, you're definitely the thoughts you have are always, you know, intrigue me. And I'm so happy that you are in our, my podcast again. So thank you for taking the time. Oh, thank you for having me. Look forward. We'll have to do it again. And I'm sure we'll have a chat soon at any rate. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, you know, you and Niels, your partner who also has an episode on back to basics for those of you that follow you, you know, they, they're great together. And I'm, and I'm, I think I almost ha got the convinced to be on the show together. So I'm very <laughs> excited about it. Well, that would be exciting to do that. I would love to do it. All right. Well, you keep healthy and safe and having fun, Keith. And until the next time. Take care. Thank you so much, Letitia. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And until the next time. <laughs>